Hi, this is Luca. And this is Laura. And this is the Career Beat Talks podcast. Where we bring you the latest insights from the world of recruitment. From both sides, the candidate perspective and the company's perspective. Let's jump right in. Hi, Luca. Happy to be talking about the topic of job posts, job ads here in Germany. Now, we will start with a more general question in regards to that topic before we deep dive into very important aspects on this topic from the company perspective, but also from the talent perspective. Now, let us start with the first question. What does a typical job post in Germany look like? How would you describe that, Luca? Yeah, hi, hi, Laura, and thanks uh, so so much for having me again, as always on this podcast. Um, that's a, a, a very good question. I think in general, the answer is um, it follows a, a, a pretty rigid structure. And basically, all the companies uh, do it the same. And mostly, it looks like this. You have, of course, start with a job title, then a small introduction text um, about the role, maybe two, three sentences. And then, and this is where it becomes interesting, what most companies are doing, now they are just starting to list the tasks, right? So usually it says your task will be, and then they have a bunch of bullet points, what they will be doing. As a small hint, I have some different ideas what we could do there. And um, yeah, experimenting with this uh, over the last year has really opened my eyes that maybe there's something more than just right going away right away with the tasks. But usually you would find that the tasks here, then usually the requirements, and then maybe a small call to action uh, at the end, what candidates should do if they want to apply for this role. Perfect. Yeah, that's a very good um, summary. And it kind of sounds as if all the companies would be using exactly the same uh, template. So I'm very curious to now ask you this next question that you already teased a little bit. What can companies actually do to improve those job ads? Yeah, uh, they, they they really do really. If you if you look, so the, the wording might be different, but the structure is, is, is always the same for all of the companies. And what I think what what really helps to stand out with in in, in today's environment, right, where it's really competitive, uh, companies are really fighting for their best talents. I think what we can do is not just adjust the text, of course, to your uh, company and and um, what you want to say, but also the structure. For example, what I have tried and what really works uh, nicely is after the small intro, I'm not listing the task right away. I'm listing the benefits. So I usually like to do free benefits and the headline is something like, this is why you should join us. This is what awaits you. This is what you can get excited about. And it's really at the top, before you even describe the task, um, you really list three main benefits, can be the salary if you're a company that is open to, to stating a, a good salary, of course. But even if that's uh, not something you do, there's other things. Yeah, um, Maybe you have a super exciting project where you're working with the newest technologies that some, someone can do. Uh, maybe you have a really generous um, um, remote working policy that, that other people in your company have said, hey, this is really something that's special about us. Yeah, By listing these things right away, um, you really answer the question for the candidates, what is it? What's in it for me? Why should I care, right? If I'm a software developer today, or if I'm a business administration specialist or uh, in, in finance or HR or in some other area, I'm really sought after. I'm getting probably five um, requests by recruiters per day if, you, if I don't want to switch my jobs. So after a while, all the job ads sound the same. Why? Because 
of the same structure. And by breaking up the structure, by telling candidates right away at the beginning, hey, these are the main three benefits where you should join us, you really get their attention and you answer the most important question. And this is, well, why should I join you? Right? Why, why should I care what you're going to tell me now? And then after you've done the benefits, um, then, then, then you just uh, go on with the task and requirements as usual. But yeah, Laura, what, what did you want to say? Sorry to interrupt you at this point, but I, I, I found this to be like a very amazing insight for so many companies with the three benefits. And I actually just wanted to add here that these three benefits, I mean, your company has plenty, right? But these three should be adapted to the target group that you're trying you know, to bring to the position, like really think from the perspective, what is the most attractive thing of the benefits we can offer for the type of position, the type of person that we want for this job, right? Yeah. Make the benefits personalized. Very, very, very good point. No, no, go ahead. It's a, it's a very good point. And I was just reminded um, that, you know, on our website, we have this job ad template that uh, people can download. So if you want interested in this you, you can download it's it's available for free um if you sign up via your email um and what i was reminded of is that we have as an example in, in this in this file in this guide um there is an example of a junior hr manager role and what i put on there was for for this exactly like you said one of the benefits might be hey we provide you um with a, a development budget a coaching budget with a more experienced senior hr person so that you can develop right because we're targeting a junior person for this role and that is a very nice benefit for them and of course for for someone else it, it might be something different if you're trying to attract software developers working with the latest technologies that you have already implemented could be very interesting to them so you are completely right laura it's it's always knowing your audience knowing your target group and then thinking about what makes it special for them and we see very clearly here why uh yeah we really need to target this to our dream candidates Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing this very important um, aspect on the job ad and what can be improved. One other thing that I wanted to discuss is about the title of the job ads, because I feel also there is a lot of room for improvement with many jobs uh, that I have seen online. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a good, very good point. Um, as, as you know, we, we also work with a lot of talents, right? And I think the job titles is where really a lot of people get confused. Um, and the thing is the companies use that there's no system for job titles, right? So especially nowadays with all these technological developments, they're all happening so fast. So companies use often job titles after has always done, or maybe they copy from, from somewhere else, but there's no like, one be all system, right? For how to choose the job titles. And I think the best advice, if you're currently creating a, a new job in your company as a manager or as a responsible HR person, really pick something simple that should be easy to understand. And also think about what would your ideal candidate, what would they Google? What would they type in into a, a, um, a job portal, right? And use what is most common because this way your, your, your job can be found. Most algorithms from these job portals or also um, from websites like LinkedIn or also Google, they look for the exact match with the job title. It ranks pretty highly in the, in the algorithm. It has a lot of weight assigned to them. So if you use a job title that people also search for, then your job ad will get more visibility and more visibility means higher chances for, for good candidates, of course, and also highly relevant candidates that really search for the exact terms that you that you have also put on there. And maybe just as an example, what you should avoid, 
um, I think something like software ninja or data ninja or yeah, any of these made up job titles. They usually, the idea is that it would stand out, but usually it does not because no one can find these jobs and then they have low performance and they, uh, they don't rank as highly because no one is searching for a title like data ninja, right? You would search for data analyst or data engineer or whatever. Yeah, so sorry for all those software ninjas out there who would <laughs> actually search for that. But I absolutely agree. Like creativity is amazing. I love it, but maybe not in the title of the job ad. Just before we jump into the last question, I wanted to ask you any other tip that we can give companies here, maybe also in regards to, you know, the task requirements they should be listing. Any last tip from your side, Luca? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that I would definitely recommend is think again how you state the requirements. This is where I think a lot of communication problems between companies, uh, employers, and the candidates on the other side happens. And because it is not clear, like other requirements, like, is it like must have? Do I really need to have this? Should I not apply if I not have it? Is it like, oh yeah, 60% apply um, and, and or 60% are needed and then I can apply. So here it's really good to be really clear, really precise. But of course, first you need to think about, okay, what does someone really need nowadays? It's really usually the first bullet point is about the education, right? But nowadays, let's say in software development, again, there's so many boot camps. So do you really need someone who has studied informatics? Is an apprenticeship also enough? Or is it fine if someone took like a three months boot camp? Yeah, so be really clear about this. Is it really a must have? Is it something maybe that's optional and nice to have? And then tell candidates. So, what I usually like to do is I work in, in my own job ads for our uh, ad, um, partner companies. I usually write very short requirements. So, it's usually three to five bullet points only. But those are very important, right? So, and then maybe I write, okay, these requirements you need to fulfill for the job, must have, and then I list two or three must have. And usually it's maybe about the experience, but I really focus on skills. So what skills do you need to have for this job? And then I maybe work with a bonus or I write uh, additionally, it would be nice or it's optional, but please apply even if you don't fit. For example, um, experience with this exactly so this exact software that we're also using. I'm a big believer that especially let's say in HR, right? An HR software, they all look the same. If you have worked with this exact software we're using here as well, that's maybe a nice to have. But if I find a really good candidate who has worked with the competitor software, that's also fine because the clicks are the same and the functionality is the same. Yeah. So in short, I really think about what is must-have, what is what is uh, nice to have, and then also communicate this to the candidates. If you do this, you will get better candidates. You will probably um, be yeah, excited about how how suddenly like only fitting candidates are applying because um, they know exactly whether they should should follow um, um, what what we've written there. Perfect. This was less like a marketing class on job <laughs> ad writing. I love it. And let us just talk very briefly in the last minutes of this podcast about the other side, which is the talent perspective. What or how actually can candidates identify the right job ad for them? What tips would you have for candidates? Yeah. Uh, so I think, of course, the first is that you need to identify the, the, the right opportunities for yourself. And there, the, the best tip that I can really give is take the time to really carefully read the job ad. So sometimes in our coaching sessions, um, I have heard from, from my clients that 
Um, especially once they get a little bit desperate in the job search, they stop reading really, and they just go by the job title and then decide to apply. And then I always have to say, no, that's not a good way. We have to change this. You really have to read if you are a good fit for this uh, for, for this company, right? Otherwise, you're applying to 50 roles maybe at the same time, and at the end, you get uh, 50 rejections because you only got, uh, went by the job title, but the requirements you never really read. And so really read what the company is writing. I think it's, it's the most important tip. And then also read between the lines, try to interpret a little bit what is the biggest challenge the company has right now. You can tell by the tasks you, they, they want you to do. You can tell by the requirements. Okay, what is currently going on? Try to get a picture and think about, am I a suitable person um, to, to solve these challenges? And also be aware that a lot of times I hear from people, they say, well, I can I cannot do this today, but I can learn it on the job. I can learn it on the job, right? And then they get rejections from jobs. Uh, and then they ask me, well, look, why, why was I rejected from the job? And the problem is that the, 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 the answer, I can learn that on the job, you have to realize everyone can say that. And how, how should I come? Why should a company then decide for you? It again does not answer them the question, right? They probably get a few candidates applying to them. And if everyone tells them, well, I don't know how to do it today, but I can learn it, and everyone can make this argument, then again, it's not really an argument for any one person, right? So, what I've realized is a lot of times look for the experience and the skills that they're writing. If you have that, that's perfect. Apply. If you don't have that, you at least need to come up with some transferable skills, some courses that you maybe took to prove to them, hey, I can really do that. But don't just say, well, I just will learn it on the job. It, it never works. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say there is, you know, a specific amount of tasks or requirements that you need to fulfill, like a percentage rate that we can give talents on the way? I don't even know if there is something that mm. we could say, but I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm not a friend of this because um, a lot of time on LinkedIn, if you go on LinkedIn, I'm sure you can find a post where someone is saying, oh, dear talents, please apply only, uh, even if you only fulfill, fulfill 60% of the, of the requirements. Um, I would caution against such uh, general assumptions or general statements because we don't know. If you fulfill the experience and the skills and then maybe five other things that are more soft skills and you don't really... Can, can prove that right now, then please apply, then it's fine. But if you say, well, hmm, they want three years of experience in exactly this role and they want this exact skill that I don't have, this seems to be very important, but I don't have it, but I have all the other stuff that is in the nice to have section or something like that, then it does not make sense, right? And this is where I come back to that you have to read a little bit between the lines. Usually if they say, we want someone with three to five years of experience and you have only one, you can try, but it's again going to be unlikely that they um, that they go away from them. There's usually a reason why such requirements uh, exist, even if we from the outset cannot cannot understand. So what I usually advise is instead of kind of like using your time to applying to all of these jobs where you are never their ideal candidate anyhow, then I would rather spend a little bit more time searching for different roles where maybe in this case, they are fine with someone with a little bit less experience. Yeah? So a junior role, let's say I have one to two years of experience, all the jobs I find right now need five years. Maybe I should not apply. Maybe I should then type in junior recruiter, junior software developer, whatever I am, yeah? whatever my expertise is, and then really search for, for more junior jobs um, that really fit my profile. And you will see that's usually the biggest changes I make with, with my clients. And suddenly we get very good response rates to our applications.
Yeah, great. That is an, an amazing tip, I think, for all candidates out there. Just because our time is running out, maybe one last sentence from my side, and then we will summarize uh, what we have talked about today. Um, one tip that I also give to a lot of talents that we work with is always think from the recruiter's perspective. Like when you read the job ad and then also like you create a CV for it and then you read your CV, go from the recruiter's perspective. What are the fears when they see your CV for this specific job? What fears can they have? And once you understand what fears they can have, maybe as already mentioned, you don't have the years of experience. Maybe something is missing that you need to learn on the job. These are fears for the recruiter. Then think about how could I make sure that in the CV or in the cover letter, I show them how I am going to get there or what I am planning to do or what I have done in the past that proves that I'm a good learner, you know, really think in fears because that will allow you to really add information that can take away the fear and make you an even better candidate. Now, I know this is not in a sense how to identify the right job ad, but it's like the next step once you identify the job and on how to create good documents. So to summarize it, Luca, what would you say? So yeah, as a summary, I would say for the company side with the job ad, think about creative ways how to stand out. For example, my favorite tip, usually quite easy to implement is before you deep dive into what the tasks and the requirements are, um, think about adding a benefit section at the top. These are the top three benefits that awaits you on this role. For the candidate side, uh, really read what the company is writing and read between the lines, especially. Try to really get a picture. Okay, what type of candidate do they have in mind? What, what are they thinking about when they're writing this job ad? And if you feel like, hey, that's exactly me, perfect, go for it, apply. If you think, uh, well, maybe there's a chance. Of course, you can still try, but also question yourself, how far away am I from the ideal candidate and is it really worth applying here? And if you don't think it's worth applying, then rather search for, for, for different roles, for example, for a more junior role at this point in time um, or, or anything else that is applicable. So yeah, that's the, the summary from my side. Thank you, Luca. And to all the listeners out there, make sure to use the comment section for any follow-up questions or our email team at careerbeat.te. See you in the next episode.